Hey, mama friend. You are listening to the Holistic Moms Podcast, and I am your host, Shan Wright. And today's special because I am giving you my number one holistic practice. You are here because you like to live well. You want to live well, and you want to know how to do it when you have so much going on, when you are a mom who is concerned with her children and all her responsibilities. How do you live well and holistically yourself? Well, my friend, this is the number one practice and it's simple. So get ready to hear all about it. And I'm going to give you so much information for your whole body holistically. And I'm also going to share personal testimony. So are you ready? All right, let's get started. Hey mama, are you stressed by the lack of time in the day to do all the things? Are you feeling disconnected from God, your husband, and even your kids because patience and presence seem out of reach? Do you want a healthier body, mind, spirit, and home, but overwhelmed in where to start? Hey, I'm Shan Wright, daughter of the king, wife, mom to four, RN, wellness coach, and I know very well what it feels like to want to live well, but about to lose it with my very blessed full life. After realizing I can't pour from an empty cup, I tracked my way to whole body wellness and so much peace. If you are ready to cancel the stressed out life, learn tactical, intentional strategies as a mom wearing many hats, find more peace, confidence, and joy raising kingdom kids, then listen in. Come on, mama, together we got this. Really, God's got this. So go heat up that coffee again and turn your listening ears on. Let's chat. Mama, you have no time. (laughs) I know you are overwhelmed. There is chaos everywhere. You want to live well. You want to holistically care for your body, but you don't even know where to start. You have so many things on your to-do list. What are you to do? Girlfriend, I have been here. I know. And all of this you're going to hear today, it may feel overwhelming, but I can break it down for you so simply. I have been where you are. God has given me strategies and tools to get over it, to get through it on the other side. And now I can share them with you. This is what I do in my wellness accountability coaching. And I would be thrilled if you would allow me to do it with you. You can go to bit.ly forward slash Shan Wright, Shan Wright with a W and book me today for a coaching call. This is at an extremely low launch price, just getting started. And I am on fire to help help you to help you find the time when you feel like you have none because you are worth it. Your wellness is worth it. You care well for others better when you care well for yourself. All right, lady, let's go. I understand this can be controversial. I have heard and participated in different arguments regarding this practice. I know from experience and in culture, this is abnormal, hard, unusual, and just against the grain. It's a very common practice in the global church that has now become rare in the Western church. But I also know 
it's in the word of truth. It's the most ancient healing practice. It's the most holistic practice. It's one of the spiritual practices in Jesus's way of life. And it's central to Jesus and Christianity historically in the Bible. Friend, I just embarked on a seven-week fasting program. Actually, this is week seven. And a couple of years ago, as I felt convicted to fast for spiritual reasons, and I'm talking fast as in food, like no food, that's fasting. I searched out sermons and messages and teachings regarding this. And I found John Mark Comer's sermon series and then his podcast, which is separate, called The Rule of Life. And it explores spiritual practices of Jesus, fasting being one of them, prayer, fasting, Sabbath, and solitude. And so I'm taking a lot of information from those sermons, teachings, podcast. And it's put in here because I have taken that information and used it in my own life. And then there's just a lot of wisdom. And so I have to share it all with you. So a lot of quotes come from that. A lot of this information comes from, from that. So if you want to go over there, you can absolutely do that as well. But we're going to go through each of the wellness areas because fasting recalibrates your entire person, spiritually, physically, mentally, holistically, you're recalibrated. It is a way when your heart and your flesh want to, they wander to other desires This is a way to be close with Jesus and get your heart back, to grab it back and recenter it and recalibrate it. And it's a way to grow in holiness. It is not a a measure of whether you are holy, but it's a way to grow. Romans 12, 1 says, Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as, and then this is amplified, dedicated all of yourself, set apart as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God, which is your rational act of worship. So body is used in this. Present your bodies as a sacrifice. And the the scientific term, um, Soma, it's regarding your physical body. So our bodies are made to worship, but often, which I've talked about before, we worship our bodies, (laughs) not worship God, which is what we were made to do. We actually worship our body. We worship food. We worship exercise. We worship a lot of things. We have a lot of idols and what we're called to do is worship God. And so what we do, what we can do with fasting is restrict our bodies from what it is prone to worship itself and get it back to worshiping God. So 
I, on the seven week program, I have learned quite a few things, <laughs> but I'm going to go through again, each body system and share with you information as well as little bits of my testimony over these seven, six weeks. And I will say this program prepared our bodies for a five day water fast. So that is what I just came out of. And this week is the refeeding week. So as you care for your body and give it food again, there's a process in that, but there's a lot. So, um, again, you, (laughs) you may have a lot of preconceived notions, a lot of resistance even hearing this right now, but I want you to try and take it all in and process it. You might even have to listen to it again. Um, but process even your feelings that you're having and process them obviously with God and in prayer. So, um, yeah, try to listen in with an open mind. Okay. Spiritual. We're going to hit up the spiritual aspect first, right? This is a spiritual practice. And so fasting is not a metric of spiritual maturity, but it's a tool. It's a holistic tool to deepen your relationship with Jesus. And yes, there are many health benefits to fasting, which we will get to. But the spiritual benefits really parallel. And John Mark Comer says, the way that the body is purging food spiritually, you are you can also purge the body from sin. And, you know, again, rededicate your body to God through the purging of sin and centering your heart on him. And so he shared how there's four ways that we are spiritually benefiting. Like the the spiritual benefits are vast. The physical benefits are vast. But here are four, four main ways that we're benefiting from fasting spiritually. Number one it weans us off the pleasure principle. So this all comes from his podcast. Number one, it weans us off the pleasure principle. So we give our body what it wants, right? I've talked about this in my, in my episode on gluttony. Um, we give our bodies what, what they want. And so we give our bodies a lot of things that it wants, right? Entertainment, social pleasure, um, physically and with food and all sorts of things. And so it weans us off of that. We are restricting our bodies from what they na- our flesh naturally wants. Number two, it reveals what's in our hearts. Richard Foster says, fasting more than any other discipline reveals the things that control us. So it does. It reveals, and this is again why I embarked on this fasting journey when I was struggling with gluttony, because my desire for food was controlling me. And so the way that you get back self-control is you fast. Well, when it comes to gluttony is and food, you fast. Number three, it's reordering our desires. 
Um, John Mark says, with each passing hour, I desire sin less and Jesus more. And then number four, it draws on God's power to overcome sin. So we cannot, our flesh is bent towards sin. Our spirits want to not do sin. Like that's in, right? Paul says, we want, we do what we don't want to do. So the way to overcome that is only through God's power and his strength. And the same way our, um, any kind of desire, it can be a sexual desire. It can be a mental desire. Any other desire actually coincides to the desire in our stomach. And so by restricting food, you can actually overcome this sin with God's power, whatever the sin is, by restricting food. It's fascinating. Okay. And then the Bishop of Rome says, this is a great quote, and it it speaks to this. Fasting gives strength against sin, represses evil desires, repels temptation, humbles pride, cools anger, fosters all the inclinations with a good will, even under the practice of every virtue. So that just speaks to every sin, right? Okay. So again, the benefits are vast. You, I'm going to get more into some spiritual benefits as we go in, because remember, we are spiritual beings in human form and everything, our holistic body, everything comes back to spiritual. So it's tied in here and I know it's weaved in in other sections, but um, we are now going to move on to mental. So if mental wellness is what goes on in our mind, body, our mind, brain, soul, then of course they are also intertwined with spiritual and physical benefits and the physical and spiritual wellness areas. And what is amazing, because if it has to do with our brain, is that fasting helps create neuro pathways. We just learned about this with episode 39, my number one life-changing hack that takes only two minutes a day. Go listen if you haven't yet. But this is what fasting does. It helps change your beliefs. That is huge. And one of the reasons in that episode, you will hear one of the things, what I tell you to do or what I recommend doing is the way to change your beliefs is you have to say them twice a day, morning and night. Why night? You're not going to be seeing anyone throughout the day or Like, it's not like you're about to see anyone. You're going to sleep. Why at night? Because you're fasting at night. You are literally going to sleep and your body is fasting. It's in a fasted state. So while you're sleeping, while you're dreaming, the Lord is working on your brain. He is the great physician. He is the creator of your brain. He is in there. If you do the work and you partner with him, and you 
state and decree and declare your beliefs before you go to bed. He is going to be in your brain connecting those neuropathways in your facet state. How amazing is that? And you can believe that. You can have faith in that. Okay? And you can pray that while you go to sleep. So, yeah, amazing. Um, Fasting also, speaking of mental and again, slash spiritual, but it amplifies our prayers. So... There's science behind this as well as physical. Um, There's science as well as just faith, right? Because it's praying. But there's science behind fasting and hearing God, like physically hearing him. So what are they? It's the blood flow increases to your brain as you're fasting because it's not rushing to your gut because there's no food there. So it is increasing and the rest of your body, including your brain. It makes you more aware and attentive. That is why you're more focused. That's why you're more, again, attentive, clear when you're in a fasted state. It increases the neuroplasticity, which I just said. Your brain is able to make new neuropathways, again, because there's more blood. There's more able to have activity. Your body Actually, digestion, we think it's just one little thing. It is a lot of work on your body to digest food constantly. And that's why if 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 you're not fasting, what is really good to do is just to eat less often. Because the more you're just, if you're constantly snacking throughout the day, your body is constantly digesting. It doesn't have time to do anything else. It doesn't have energy to do anything else. It takes a lot of energy to digest food. Okay. And then it decreases neurotransmitters, which signal anxiety and depression and increases those that create calm. So it decreases the ones that signal anxiety and increases the ones that create calm. That's awesome, right? Good to hear for those who have, you know, mental wellness um, struggles. Um, and and people say once you start fasting, when you stick with it, and it becomes more of a, a a consistent thing, they will be your best days. Okay, it also increases interoception, which this is your body's ability or your mind's ability to actively notice what's going on inside your body. So you can sense things. And I I completely felt this when I was in my five-day water fast. I felt like I could feel actually the, the cellular renewal going on. It's crazy. But when I was, it was in the night of day four, And I felt an intense cellular renewal. I don't even know how else to describe it. If I want to describe it in like something others can understand, it was like my, my insides were eating each other. (laughs) It felt like my abs were like eating each other and it was not painful, but it was uncomfortable to where I needed to rest because my body was doing intense healing work inside and I was totally off on time schedule. I was on my East Coast time. I was, it was like midnight and I was still awake because I was at a, an event at 9 p.m. Uh, Pacific time. So my body wanted to rest. <clears throat> 
because it was intensely healing itself, but I was standing up and at an event. And so I was like uncomfortable. So you have to, you learn to listen to your body. If I had the ability, I would have been definitely in bed because I would have listened to that feeling. So it is, you are so in tune to what's going on in your body. And then your body and mind are at a better state to hear God. It's just physically, you can hear his voice clear. So if you are one that struggles with, how do I hear God? Try it. Just try it. What what do you have to lose? Just food. <laughs> and you have so much to gain. Okay. And so, um, and then not only my, I also think not only on those fasting days, do you hear God more, but I think it carries over. I think even also after you include food back into your, your life, you still are more in tune. Like, it's not like only on that fasting day, are you more in tune? It just becomes part of a a spiritual practice that you gain, reap the benefits of even on days that you consume. Okay. Emotional. We're moving on to emotional wellness. Again, I'm sure you have already picked up on some emotional benefits, but when I mention fasting to some, I literally see a visceral emotional effect or reaction. It's like the hangry, right? I know I just spoke to so many people. The hangryness comes out even when they're not even hangry. They might have just eaten. But if I say fasting, I see it. The facial reaction is hangry. It's like, I can't function without coffee. And this was me, 100% me. And after, I'll tell you, after talking, because you already heard this one, after talking to Wendy Speak and her interview, I was fully convicted that I should give up caffeine during, and my black coffee during my five-day water fast, because it would have been okay. It would have been acceptable considered still fasting had I continued with black coffee, but I was convicted as in, I feel in my heart, in my mind that I need coffee. I need caffeine. And I didn't want to feel that. I want to rely completely on, this was a, an act of practice of giving up what I think my body needs. Right. And putting everything on, um, what, you know, giving it that ability to heal and restrict myself of what I think I need. And, um, and yes, again, just recalibrate everything. And so caffeine is a stimulant that I, I don't need. And so I had to get rid of it and I did it. And you can too. Another, you know, just a strong emotional discord of going without food is what I see when I talk about fasting. And we have beliefs about food that are completely connected to our emotions. And maybe if you have had any sort of emotional response to the idea of fasting, that's even a reason more to give it a try because perhaps God wants to do a work in your heart. Remember, he reveals what he wants to heal. So if you feel something, Remember, a little messenger appears when you think about fasting or you hear about fasting. Maybe that's a nag like, or you like you feel a little nag in your heart or a like a resistance or immediate rejection. I could never that feeling. 
then maybe lean in and ask God, God, what is this feeling telling me? If you feel you could never give up food for even a meal, let alone a day, then let's remember our feelings are not in control and they follow our actions. So we do not always do things because we feel like it. Most times we don't, but we do things out of habit, self-control, obedience, conviction, responsibility, love. We are doing things all the time that we don't feel like because they are good for us or others or our children. This is one of those things. We don't, I don't know many people that I've heard that have said, I feel like fasting. People don't usually feel like fasting, but we do it because it is good for so many reasons. We do other things that we don't feel like doing, but we do them because they are good for other reasons, right? Okay, so there was your little emotional soapbox. <laughs> oh, okay, physical. Let's go into the physical. This is fun. Physical. A lot of times we push our bodies physically into doing hard things for the fact of the result, right? Like our bodies get stronger with resistance. We lift weights because we know it's going to build our muscles. We do things physically that are hard because of the results that we want in the end. And there's this book. I actually have not read it, but I want to. (laughs) There's a lot of books out there like that for me, but it's called Dopamine Nation. You may have heard it. It's very popular. Anna Lepke, and she gives scientific information to treat pain with pain. Hormesis, which is what she talks about, is a branch of science that studies the beneficial effects of administering small to moderate doses of painful stimuli, such as cold, heat, gravitational changes, radiation, food restriction, fasting, aka (laughs) exercise. And hormesis is actually a Greek word meaning to set in motion to propel someone forward. All of these, what she calls heroic therapies, are to propel someone forward. They are hard, but we're convinced they are good because of the benefits. They're hard to do, but we're convinced they're good because of all the benefits these propel someone in doing and moving forward. It's amazing. And one that you may have recently heard, it's all the rage right now, especially in my circle of people, is cold plunging. This is a heroic therapy. This is a hard thing to do, but the benefits are amazing. I mean, it is hard for 30 seconds. It's not even like you're doing an hour workout. It is hard instantly, but we do it. And the whole time I'm sitting there, I actually pray during all of it, but we get through it second after second, knowing that it is doing amazing things inside your body. So how do we get people to do these things? How do we get ourselves to do these hard things? Um, John Mark says that he really thinks you have to get your mind around the theology of the body or 
fasting will never make sense to you. So you have to really understand what is going on physically. And I completely agree. I found this to be true so much in my past couple years now of fasting. So for up until, actually literally up until this seven week program, I was so aware of the spiritual benefits of fasting and I have practiced it and I've been doing it. But, and I know a lot of physical benefits because my sister is a big intermittent faster and I have heard the physical benefits from her. But until I studied them myself and really dove in because they're, the benefits are vast, until I really learned about it for myself and focused on the physical benefits and again, wrapped my mind around the theology of the body, I, it, that is what helped get me through this seven weeks, honestly especially that five-day water fast. Because when you are, yeah, even that first day giving up caffeine, when you have a screaming headache, you, I couldn't really even read my Bible. I couldn't really even pray clearly. My head was hurting, but I knew the physical benefits would outweigh that pain. And then the next day I would be more clear-headed to pray and read my Bible and have the spiritual benefits, you know? So Yes, it's, it's amazing. And I totally agree with him. And he says to understand the, the holistic, the body's holistically helps us lean in to this practice of fasting. And he thinks that, well, he says, explains the three distinct physical stages on fasting. And I've heard this a lot of other places, but he breaks it down really easily for me. So I, I copied his words here and it's, Four hours, you're digesting your food. So fasting for four hours, you're digesting your food and the body is fueled from that energy. At the 16 hour mark, it switches from being a glucose burner because you pretty much have fat, you know, burned all your glucose to a fat burner and you can switch into ketosis, which is burning fat and ketones. 24 hours in is when autophagy can start if you're already in ketosis. And obviously this is all per body. It varies, but this is just general. And in autophagy is where all the magic is. That is when your cells renew. That is when your cells eat themselves. Is That's the uh, literal meaning. So we have these dead cells in our body, even um, bad genes that, you know, we get passed down and they have a switch. They can be turned on and they can be turned off. And toxins, our lifestyle, um, chemicals, these can all turn them on. So are you prone to dementia? Those things turn that gene on and yeah, you might have, you might get dementia like your ancestors, but you can turn them off and you can turn them off with autophagy turns them off. How do you get autophagy? You fast, you get ketones and autophagy turn off these bad genes. That's amazing. We all want that, right? So to recap the physical benefits, it's, it cleanses waste 
toxins. It increases metabolism, strengthens your immune system, lowers your blood pressure, slows your heart rate, uh, reduces anxiety. We talked about that in mental, uh, cardiovascular disease. It, uh, prevents against that Alzheimer's diabetes. It creates new stem cells, cellular healing, turns off your, your bad genes, your DNA, autophagy. There, there's so many health benefits. It's amazing. Um, I've done this seven week program in a group in a community and one of my friends in the group, this is her testimony as to what happened with her. So her physical benefits that she saw, she, her why was actually immunity. She was, her and her family were struggling with getting sick a lot. And so she looked into ways, modalities to, um, build immune system. And she discovered that fasting is one of those best, the best ways to strengthen your immunity, eliminate toxic food since she has, and it eliminates toxic load overall, not just food, the chemical, any toxin in your body since started, since she started this in November, she has not gotten sick at all. She has fought off little illnesses as other people around her have gotten sick. She lost eight pounds, energy, mood feels balanced and feels really, really good. So that is her quote and testimony of how she feels physically having started a fasting practice in November. Okay. So moving on to social. Now I'm going to go a little bit faster through the last three areas. Um, but I do want to give you again, the holistic benefits, not just the ones that immediately stand out. So for social, we're fasting. This is a way you can think about fasting socially is to stand with the poor and the hungry to reflect and meditate on how to give and serve your body to others, others that are in need, others that don't have food readily, others that need to be served. And so it's a way to stand with them and support them. Also, it's a testimony at actual social gatherings. So when you're socially gathering and others are partaking and you are not, it's a testimony as to why. It also can be a testimony to your children as, you know, they're in the same house as you and you can share with them why. Why would you ever give up food? You know, I've had to do this with my kids and it can just, I, I need Jesus more right now, you know? So it's a testimony to them. And also community. We do this with a community, do this with someone else. I did this with my husband. It was amazing to do it. And again, I told you I did this with a group of people. It was so much better to do it with a group of people. We prayed for each other. We strengthened each other. We encouraged each other. Um, Chris Winan, who was also on the Rule of Life podcast sharing, he's a South African church planter. And he says, we fast together in community for unity and it forges our hearts together and builds courage together. He said, in fasting, you will have miracles and mystery and those things you want to do with others. 
right? And like, why would you want to miss out on that? Miracles and mystery together, okay? And he thinks that, which I do too, um, Matthew 6, 18 is very misinterpreted is the fact that people think that verse is saying to fast and pray in private. Jesus not isn't saying that because it, he, the Bible doesn't contradict itself. And over and over, we are told to pray together and fasting and pray, praying go together. So if we're to f- pray together, we're to fast together. And Ezra 8.23 also says, we fasted, so we fasted and earnestly prayed that our God would take care of us and he heard our prayer. So that verse alone, we can sit here and stand, say, let's fast and pray together. Okay. Amen. And then occupational. John Mark Comer says he only writes sermons, teachings, and books on his fasting days, which again is scientifically proven because we've already talked about you're more clear, you're sharp, you're focused, you're attentive because all the ketones fuel your brain better. They burn cleaner than glucose. So therefore, you know, it's true. So for work purposes or, um, when you're doing something important, consider doing it in a fasted state. Financial wellness. Well, this is simple friend. (laughs) If you aren't spending money on food, which is so stinking expensive, you can gain finances in that area on your budget. (laughs) And then environmental last but not least. So once you're coming in and out of a fasted state, you can be more mindful of what you're putting into your body. When we get used to in a rut of consuming, we become less mindful of what we are consuming. But when we restrict our body, we go without, we have a great appreciation of food and we have a greater appreciation of how we are caring for our body when it comes to food and what our body needs when it comes to food, what we are doing with the food that's going in. And also in today's culture, in today's American culture, I don't know where you're listening to this podcast, but in today's American culture, there's chemicals and toxins loaded in our food. And after we spent time, whether it was 24 hours or whether it was a five day water fast, whether it was three days, whatever it was, we spent time ridding our body of toxins. We do not want to put them back in. You did all that hard work. You did the hard. Why put them back in? And so we're more mindful of the toxins that are in our food and where we get them. And we're mindful of the farming. We're mindful of just where our food comes from. And this is, this can be overwhelming, but try not to be overwhelmed. It it can be a work in progress. I mean, I wish we could all just homestead and farm, right? (laughs) You know, build, create all our own food and grow our own food, but we can't. So we just come to a state of being mindful and being wise in our decisions when it comes to how we consume food. Okay, there you have it. There you have the reason fasting is the number one holistic practice for me. And it could be for you too. And these are all the reasons why. And now I want to invite you into something super special. So Wendy Speak was on episode 40. If you have not listened, you have got to go listen to that episode telling you 
one of my favorites and she is incredible. She is like a wise well and you've got to go drink from her well. And she has written the social, the 40 day social media fast, the 40 day sugar fast, and also the 40 day feast. And when I went to her website and saw that she had, I already knew about the sugar fast. When I went and saw that she had the feast, I was so amazed because this program that I was on is called, or am on, is called Fast and Feast. And I thought, wow, this is so fitting. God lines everything up timing wise always perfectly. And so you now, now that you've learned about um, fasting, you have the opportunity, and we already know about feasting, but you know about feasting on God's word that taste and see that the Lord is good. There are so many verses in the book about feasting on his word and being filled up with his scripture. And Wendy wrote 40 day feast that I am just diving into. She was so kind to send me a copy that said, please enjoy and feast while you're on your fast. And it arrived perfectly. I was so excited and it's amazing. I'm only again, like a weekend, but it is so good. And you can grab that book as well as the 40 day sugar fast or the 40 day social media fast. And she also has accountability groups to do these books, the 40 day books. So you can go to her website, Wendy speak with an E.com and join one of her accountability groups for the fast. Also Lent started on February 14th. It is not too late. Lent is 40, 46 days because you have six days of Sabbath, but 40 days where you can fast and join in with one of these fasts or just fast something else. Maybe you're going to give up caffeine or alcohol, something. So you can jump in for Lent. You can join Wendy in one of her fasting um, books and communities. So find all the information there. I encourage you to do that. Um, I know it will be amazing. I have gone through the sugar fast. It was, it was great for me. Okay. And so this is it. Your one simple yet very hard, but simple solution to holistic wellness is fasting. At least for me, this is true. And this is my argument for that. Okay, friend, I hope this blessed you today. Please come over to the Facebook group, bit.ly forward slash holistic hacks. Share how this has blessed you today. Share if you're going to join in with Wendy and one of her, one of her fast. If you are going to, um, you know, do another fast of your own. Just what you take from this episode, I would love to hear over in the Facebook group. Also share this episode with a friend, write a review. All of those help so much and they bless me. And so if this has blessed you, I would love for you to do that. And until next time, may God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is faithful and he will do it. First Thessalonians 5, 23 to 24. Shalom, shalom. Hey, wellness warrior. I pray that blessed you. 
And if so, it would bless me big if you would write a five-star review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Not only would this make me super happy, but it will allow for others to find this show too. Also, I love to chat over on Instagram, so make sure to take a screenshot, share to your Instagram stories, and tag me at the Shan Wright so I can see it and we can keep chatting and bring other moms to chat with us. Until we get to chat again, mama friend, may the Lord's face shine upon you and give you peace.